Hello all and welcome all to another edition of the DFS Today podcast presented by SportsEthos.com. I am your host, Mike Lefemina, bringing you another NFL version of the DFS Today podcast. We are going to be switching up the format a little today. Usually on the Monday night shows, I do a player-by-player breakdown and results of my cash game lineups and then dive into a week, well, next week, look ahead on the DraftKings main slate board. But um, I felt like the episodes were taking a little too long. They were a little too nuanced, so... What I'm going to do this week is try something new and just do a quick recap position by position of the players who excelled and a couple players who failed from the previous week and then continue on to the look ahead for the upcoming week. Before I get started, I just want to remind everybody that if you do not have the DFS pass from sportsethos.com, you are missing out. It's an incredible, incredible value at only $5 per month. You not only get my DFS deliveries for PGA when that returns, NFL every week. You get pick em plays from Keith on the NBA side of things every single day uh, for underdog. You get various uh, contributors adding to the DFS Delivery on the NBA side when baseball is back. You get MLB advice. All this for only $5 per month. You also get access to our premium Discord channel. So I suggest you all go ahead and check that out. Moving on. So week 12 was a chalky kind of a week there were some surprises some tournament plays that hit but uh, a lot of the chalk got there uh i didn't have a super successful head-to-head week it uh got smashed pretty good had a pretty good gpp week won a couple satellites um want to see into the 333 wildcat uh also won a ticket to a $470 fantasy football world championship satellite. Uh, So looking to hopefully run those up next week as well. So let's start off at the quarterback position. There were three options that were spend up options this week. Uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. I wrote up about how I thought this was a great cash game spot for Jalen Hurts just because I feel like he has the safest floor in the league at the quarterback position uh, and also providing you an elite ceiling as well. I did mention that Josh Allen was my favorite GPP quarterback of the week and both of those were a success. Josh Allen ended up with 43 DraftKings points. Jalen Hurts with 36 DraftKings points. Uh, two of the two highest scoring players 
or quarterbacks on the slate rather. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes ended up finishing six on the board with only 20.82 DraftKings points. Uh, we saw an elite rushing game from both Allen and Hertz, both finding the end zone twice with their legs. And that's just was the theory of the case for both of them. Obviously, Buffalo is dealing with a lot of issues on the defensive end. Now, it was a little bit of a slog to start for Philly's, Philly's offense in the first half, but came to life as the game went on um, and Hertz was able to find Devonta Smith and Alameda Zacchaeus for and A.J. Brown as well for passing touchdowns. Uh, so you got five total touchdowns from Jalen Hurts this week. And then Josh Allen was able to get things going, as I mentioned, through with his legs. I thought that's how he would be able to be successful this week. Um, he tends to use his legs when it's all on the line, which it is for the Bills seemingly every week moving forward. Um, you know, the Eagles secondary has been getting torn up a bit, and Allen was able to use that as well, his arm as well, 339 passing yards and two touchdowns through the air. So four total touchdowns for Josh Allen as well. And then uh, Hertz, excuse me, ended up with five total touchdowns on 65 yards rushing, uh, but only 200 yards passing. So we did not get the 300-yard bonus from Jalen Hurts. Other top performers at the position for the week, of course, C.J. Stroud and Trevor Lawrence in that Houston and Jacksonville game. Trevor Lawrence was a key cog in a couple of my GPP lineups as well. Um, you know, was $1,300 cheaper at $6,400 compared to Stroud, who was at $7,700, both uh, Stroud at 33 DraftKings points, Trevor Lawrence at 28. Matthew Stafford was up there as well at 24 DraftKings points. Uh, had a solid game against Arizona. Some disappointing quarterbacks this week. You could label Mahomes as a disappointing quarterback. Um, you know, 8,200 to only get 20 DraftKings points. Just didn't get the job for you get the job done for you in tournament scenarios or, you know, in a cash game scenario, either when the quarterback above him and below him in price outscored him by at least 16 points in the case of Jalen Hurts and by 23 points in the case of Josh Allen. That's just too much ground to make up when you spend up at quarterback like that. It just really hasn't been clicking for this Chiefs offense. I thought they could lean more into the running game when Pacheco had a pretty big game this week. Um, 
We just haven't seen true elite ceiling games from Mahomes this year. You can blame it on his receivers, which I would tend to do. They just, something's not quite right with the Chiefs offense. They're fine. They're they're an awesome team. Their defense is solid. You know, they're still very much in the Super Bowl mix, but Patrick Mahomes, the fantasy asset this year, is not somebody I'm really looking to spend up for uh, unless it's maybe against like the Chargers or something is is when we would start con- to consider it. Other disappointments, uh, you know, it's tough to call Baker a disappointment at 5,500. He did score 15 DraftKings points, had a couple passing touchdowns to Mike Evans, did leave the game for a little bit after getting hurt, trying to sneak it in on a goal line attempt. So you could say that played into it. He was, well, you know, a little underwhelming for what the game environment called for. But at the price of 5500 it it's really tough to say he was truly a disappointment. Uh, that's other than that, you know, maybe you can say Derek Carr only get, you know, at four, got 14 DraftKings points, put up 300 passing yards, but wasn't able to get into the end zone. But again, price adjusted for 5,800. You know, these guys didn't kill you if they were in your lineup, but that's the problem with playing these lower end quarterbacks is. You know, you need to have them keep pace with the top dogs. And for most of the season, that has been the case. But but this week, if you didn't have Hertz or you didn't have Allen or Stroud or Lawrence, you were just getting whitewashed at that position. And it's just tough to make up that sort of ground. Unless you played Kyron Williams transitioning into running backs who – um, if you saw my thread on Twitter at MLFM10, check that out. Moving forward, I'm going to be dropping my favorite GPP plays on Twitter Sunday mornings. Uh, I had mentioned Kyron Williams coming back. I expected I, a, a big workload for him, which we saw when you know he had an elite work usage role when he was out there before the injury. It was his first game back. I think he could have played last week. Um, but being on IR, you had to miss four games, not just four weeks. And there was a bye week mixed in there. So you got extra extra week of rest for Kyron Williams. And he absolutely smashed at 41.4 DraftKings points. Um, feel a little silly that I didn't end up with him in my cash game lineups. But he was a staple of my defensive lineups or GPP lineups, excuse me, and waltzed his way to the tune of 143 rushing yards, six catches for 61 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Royce Freeman got there as well at his price. You know, uh, I don't think anybody was playing Royce Freeman, but 13 DraftKings points for 4,500 Royce Freeman. The Cardinals continue to get smashed on the ground, but by opposing running backs. It was nice to see Bijan uh, 
have a nice game as well to the tune of 27 DraftKings points at 6,500. Pacheco, as I mentioned before, 25 DraftKings points at 62. This mid-6K range, I talked about it uh, on Friday night's pod for the Week 12 preview about how this mid-6K range was my favorite uh, running back range. And, you know, they all, Kyron Williams, Pacheco, Robinson, all all smashed. Josh Jacobs wasn't on my radar. He had a long touchdown run to get there for 25 DraftKings points. Jonathan Taylor scored over 20. Ramondre Stevenson over 20. Derrick Henry over 20. Chuba Hubbard over 20. So there, you know, there was a lot of scoring from the running backs this week. Alvin Kamara, I would say, would be on the disappointing end, getting 15.9 DraftKings points at that 8,400 price tag. I talked about how that's just, that was just a ridiculous price tag that I was never going to pay for at this current version of Alvin Kamara, maybe six or seven weeks ago uh, when he was getting all of the work and just getting relentlessly checked down by Derek Carr, which he sort of was in this game. It's just with Jamal Williams back and with the pricing of the other guys, all those 6K guys I like, I just – did not see the logical case for Kamara at 8,400. Um, going down, ETN was a little disappointing, only accruing 12 DraftKings draft points at his 7,100 price tag. I'm not worried about him. That turned into a passing game uh, assault. We'll see next Monday night if he can bounce back against the Bengals. DeAndre Swift was a little disappointing as well at nine, getting 9.4 DraftKings points at 6,800. I thought that Swift would be a little more involved in the passing game and would have a good roll through the ground as the Bills have been getting carved up pretty good through the ground. But the Bills really controlled a good portion of that game, and the game script just kind of got away from Swift. Better, better days ahead for DeAndre Swift, uh, but it was not to be here in week 12. Uh, Saquon, dis- big disappointment at 7,300 for only 6.2 DraftKings points. That whole game, other than Ramondre Stevenson, was pretty, pretty disappointing. Um, and then Joe Mixon was the last disappointing player at 6,300 and only getting eight DraftKings points. Uh, Tough matchup at home against Pittsburgh, but I fear Joe Mixon's efficiency is going to take an even harder of a nosedive with Joe Burrow absent. Um, So we'll, we'll see what DraftKings does. You know, they have the Monday night game, but maybe the week after, on main slates moving forward, what it's going to be for Joe Mixon. Moving on to receiver, Rasheed Rice was the smash play of the day. $5,500 turned into 27.7 DraftKings points. 
there was a report that the Chiefs were did some self-scouting on their offense and were going to look to get the ball into the hands of their best players, which I don't know, that kind of makes sense to me. And they deemed that Rice needed more work, and he got it in this one. Uh, Nico Collins got over 100 yards and a touchdown to the tune of 26 DraftKings points to Fonta Smith, who continues to smash when Dallas Goddard is out of the lineup. It was a Gabe Davis week. Uh, two, two touchdowns for Gabe Davis and should have had another. He was wide, wide, wide open in overtime. Uh, 25.5 DraftKings points at only $5,300. Pittman was in a great spot going against Tampa. And then on the other side, Mike Evans. I mentioned how the Colts continue to get smashed by outside receivers. And Mike Evans is a touchdown machine. Two more this week, 25 DraftKings points in the Buccaneers losing effort. Uh, Some disappointing results. From the receiver end, DeAndre Hopkins, only seven DraftKings points. Uh, that was a tough game environment. You know, it was such a such a low total between Carolina and Tennessee. It, you know, I thought that DeAndre could get there just on volume, but it was not to be this week. Derrick Henry did the scoring for Tennessee. And the game script did not call for a ton of passing work from the Titans this week. Uh, Puka Nakua, only six DraftKings points in a game where Stafford had a really nice day for himself. It just wasn't meant to be. Uh, Only six DraftKings points for Puka. Company uh, Cooper Cup also failing at 4.8 DraftKings points. If I told you that Matthew Stafford was going to score 25 DraftKings points and that Cup and Puka Nakua were going to have a combined 11 DraftKings points, um, I just it would have been tough for me to see the way it got there for him. But two touchdowns to Tyler Higby. Tutu Atwell had a great game. Kyron Williams was electric through the through the air as well as on the ground. So tough day for the Rams receivers, but um, you know if if Stafford's going to be healthy, I'm going to have not no reservations, but I'm definitely interested in this Rams offense moving forward. Um, those were probably the two biggest disappointments were the Rams receivers. Um, Godwin was a little light at 6,300, only scoring seven and a half DraftKings points. And, uh, you know, Jamar Chase got, got up to 12, so he didn't murder you. But if you played him in a tournament as a big leverage spot, which, you know, when you get a what chance to play a 1% Jamar Chase, I don't care who the quarterback is, that's 
that's a pretty compelling uh, thing to do. But, you know, with some of the scores up top, 12 DraftKings points from an $8,300 receiver isn't going to get the job done. Moving on to tight end, Fryermuth was the biggest benefactor of the offensive coordinator change in Pittsburgh. 24 DraftKings points for Mr. Fryermuth. Uh, I mentioned the big day for Tyler Higby's getting two touchdowns on his way to 19 DraftKings points. Um, not a huge day. You know, he found the end zone twice, but Fryermuth, nine catches for 120 yards. It will be interesting to see if that continues moving forward. Um, that was really it as far as standouts. Like Kelsey was fine, not great for his price. You know, 15 DraftKings points at 8,200. He was the third highest scoring tight end, so you know he didn't kill you, but um, he didn't win you the week either. McBride at 4,700 did his job for 13 points. Njoku, well. He met expectations at 12 points for 4,100. I was hoping for a little bit of a bigger day. I listed him in that Twitter thread as a GPP play that I really was intrigued by going against Denver, who gives up the most points per game to the tight end position. Um, dropped a couple. That's a couple weeks in a row now that Njoku has let DTR down with a few drops. Um, to be determined on DTR's health moving forward. So that's something we'll keep an eye on. Um, Cade was mildly disappointing with only 8.8 DraftKings points, considering that Josh Allen put up over 300 yards passing. Uh, and it, it just wasn't a Kincaid day. It was a Gabe Davis and a Steph Diggs type of day going down the board. You know, it's tough to call anyone else really a disappointment with the state of tight end these days. So I'd, I'd say Kincaid was the biggest disappointment. You could make an argument for Kelsey at that price tag as well. Defenses, you know, we don't really have to Dig too deep into this. The Broncos were a nice surprise at 1600. That play made a lot of sense in hindsight going against this Cleveland Brown offense. They've been playing exceptionally well the past month or so. And have just been generating a lot of turnovers. So there's somebody to consider moving forward. They were priced 3200, the exact same as a very Patriot chalky Patriots defense. Um, so they were a nice leverage spot, but, you know, the Patriots got there as well, scoring 12 DraftKings points tied for second on the slate. So, you know, you got four extra points out of the Broncos. You would have thought that at 16 points they could have separated for you a little bit, but Giants, Patriots, and Falcons all coming in with 12. Titans were a solid option, getting 10 at 3,400. 
the disappointing one of the week to me easily was the Chiefs at 3,100, only getting two DraftKings points. They were the other chalky defense of the week besides the Patriots. They were my cash game option. And, uh, you know, big run to Josh Jacobs. Another touchdown given up. Not a ton of sacks either. It just, uh, you know, better days ahead for the Chiefs offense. Probably in hindsight, you know, on the road at a divisional opponent. With some life at offense in terms of skill position guys like Josh Jacobs, like Jacoby Myers, like Devontae Adams. Aiden O'Connell is fine. He's not terrible. So, you know, I probably should have found an extra hundred just to get up to the Patriots to go against Tommy DeVito and crew. Uh, Overall, though, happy with most of my plays, you know, went up against the law, Kyron Williams in my head-to-heads. And, you know, that's when you don't have him and he puts up a 41 point barrage. I saw a lot of Kyron Williams Pacheco combos and that's 66 points right there. And that's tough to recover from even, you know, if you went with Jonathan Taylor and Rashad white, who were fine, you know, Taylor 21 DraftKings points, Rashad white 16 But simple math tells you that that's 37 compared to 66, and that's a tough deficit to make up. Moving on to week 13, we get another 10-game slate. Uh, Bipocalypse again this week, if I remember correctly. Just I hate the way that they the NFL stacks up these buy schedules, but on buy this week, Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, the Giants, and Baltimore. So we lose Josh Allen. Uh, we lose Justin Fields, Daddy Dobbs. Don't really care about losing any of the Giants. We get no Lamar Jackson. Cowboys and Seahawks are your Thursday night game, so we get no Dak Prescott and Geno Smith game uh, in the main slate. We get the Jaguars and the Bengals in the Monday night matchup, so we don't get the Trevor Lawrence and company, and then in the Sunday night game is Chiefs-Packers, so no Kelsey, no Patrick Mahomes. We get at quarterback, Jalen Hurts at 8,200 at home against San Francisco. C.J. Stroud at home against Denver at $8,100. Justin Herbert at New England for $8,000. None of those 
are particularly enticing to me. If I had to pick one of the three, it would be Hertz for me. Like I just mentioned how Denver's offense has been, uh, defense, excuse me, has been a lot better as of late. Uh, Stroud is, you know, he's been awesome, but I don't know if I can justify paying 8100 for C.J. Stroud when we have a $7,900 Tua going against Washington defense. Um, obviously, we'll have to monitor what the weather will be like in Washington, but <laughs> uh, I probably don't care. That's, that is a nice on-paper matchup. For Tua and company. Going down the board a little bit, um, Howell at 6,200 is mildly enticing. We had some injuries to the Dolphins' defense last Friday against the Jets. Um, we know what Howell does, he's going to drop back 40 to 50 times per game. Probably will be in a negative uh, game script and will be passing a ton. Has a little bit of rushing upside. But the tough thing with Howell is who to stack him with as they spread the ball all over the place a lot of the time. Stafford gets a tough matchup at home against Cleveland. Uh, Brock Purdy at Philly for 6,100 is in consideration. Russell Wilson at Houston. He hasn't been terrible fantasy-wise. Um, probably more of a cash game play. I don't know if he really has tournament ceiling these days anymore. Um, going down the Four Baker gets a home matchup against Carolina and is only 5,500. Uh, they priced up Kenny Pickett a little bit to 5,100. Uh, eh, I don't know. It's it's Arizona at home, which is a nice matchup, but yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that. But I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Um, it was nice to see that they opened the offense a little bit. I just have some serious doubts about the absolute ceiling from Kenny Pickett. Uh, <laughs> for the second week in a row, Bryce Young is the same price as Justin Herbert's backup Easton Stick at 4900 Just a funny note there. Quickly moving on to running back McCaffrey at 9000 at Philadelphia. Always is going to have my interest. Austin Eckler is 8,300 in New England. Um, we'll see what his ankle is like. They, man, they kept Alvin Kamara priced up at 8,200. That's a no for me again. Raheem Mostert at 7,300 in Washington in a good spot. Monitor the health of Devon Achan. Kyron gets a bump up to 7,200 at home against Cleveland. Eesh. Uh, listen, I love Kyron. I think he's going to be a league winner moving down the stretch in season long. 
But the nice part of DFS is we don't have to play them against the Browns if we don't want to. Jonathan Taylor at gets increased to 7,100. Uh, moving down the board, seeing if anything catches my eye real quick. Uh, Rashad White's still only 6,300. I like that. Ramondre Stevenson is a, in a good spot against the Chargers and is still only 6,000 relatively cheap. Uh, Jeff Wilson could be an interesting tournament play at only $4,600. That's about it for now. Moving on to wide receiver. Tyreek is $9,600. Man, that's a big price tag. Big price tag. Might be worth it, though. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'd rather just pay 9000 for Christian McCaffrey to be determined on that. Got to dig in a little more on those accounts. Sun God at 8500 at New Orleans. A.J. Brown down to 8800 if you believe in the squeaky wheel narrative. You know, didn't get a ton of work. Did get in the end zone last week, but... Bigger days ahead for A.J. Brown. Uh, da, 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 da. Mike Evans at 77. That's getting pricey, getting a little pricey. Going down the board a little bit. Puka is 7,000. Tough matchup, though I've harped on against Cleveland. Chris Olave is pretty interesting if he can play this week. I know he left last week. I believe it was a concussion, so we'll have to monitor that. Ooh, Tank Dell's all the way up to 7,400. They just keep increasing him, and I just keep playing him. Uh, ooh, we're getting to the decision point. Uh, you know, would I rather just pay 200 extra for Jalen Waddle? Choices, choices ahead. Uh, Terry McLaurin at 5,500. That seems too cheap for him. Uh, going down. Deontay Johnson is only $5,000 going against Arizona. Probably should have had a touchdown last week. I know there's the embarrassing clip of him online, not really giving an effort on that running play. Uh, That's really all that sticks out at the moment. Moving on to tight end. Kittle, 6,200. Laporta, 5,600. Is interesting. Taysom Hill gets a price bump to 5,200. I just don't know when it's going to be a Taysom Hill game. Uh, I don't expect them to be ahead in this contest against Detroit. So usually want to play Taysom Hill when the Saints have a positive game script. I don't anticipate that this week. Schultz for 5,000. Pretty intriguing. McBride, love that usage. Continues to hit. Slight price increase to 4900 so that has my attention. Friermuth at 4300 if you believe in this, you know, that's a great price tag for the role that we saw last week. So we'll see if that continues. Higby gets priced up to 3700 I have no interest in going back to that. Two touchdowns was a little 
fluky. Uh, K-Dotten continues to be priced super cheap. It is pretty interesting at 3200 Rounding things out quickly with defense, the Chargers are the most expensive at 4000 Going to New England, I don't care that it's New England. Give me a break. I am not paying 4000 for that trash defense. Uh, Dolphins at 3900 eh. Steelers against Arizona at home, 3800 Rams get a big bump up to 3700 going against Cleveland. Going down the board here. Hey, man, the Broncos at 2700 I know Houston's been electric on offense this year, and it's in Houston, so maybe I should stay away from that, but that's catching my eye a little bit. The Titans at home against Indy. I don't know if Gardner Minshew is going to travel well. Uh, yeah, Browns at 3100 are interesting. I just think they're one of the better defenses in the league, pending Miles Garrett's health. Uh, Falcons at 3,400, going to the Tim Boyle-led J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, I think that will do it this week. I appreciate you guys listening. Let me know on Twitter what you think of the new format, if you like this better, or if you like the breakdown of the cash game lineup. I kind of like doing this uh, just – recapping position by position but yeah feel free to reach out let me know your thoughts let me know if you have any questions uh leading into the slate i'm always free and available and uh, willing to respond that's at m 10 keep an eye out later in the week for the friday night pod we'll see if keith will join me this week for the week 13 main slate preview i also have the dfs delivery uh, either friday night or saturday morning it's usually on saturdays and then sunday morning check out the uh, the twitter thread for my favorite gpp plays at each position check out sportsethos.com we got tons of contributors giving you Awesome information for whatever sport you are playing. Until next time, let's roll.